There are approximately 8,409 cold cases in Pennsylvania. This is one of them. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Berks County's Unsolved Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me for the first time ever, Mike D. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Good, man. So uh, the reason we're deciding to do this is uh, I, I did this show years ago. I think before the pandemic, it was called just Berks County's Unsolved. And uh, we did three episodes and realized how much information isn't out there about a lot of these cases. So uh, the original show, we did Gary Redner's murder, Gary Miller, and Lisa Carabello. If you want to go and check that out, I'm not sure if Mike will, Mike and I will cover that again. We probably will at some point. I was um, a long-time listener, first-time co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike and I are also both part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Mike has a show called Take on the World. You want to take uh, tell everybody about that show a little bit, Mike? Uh, take on the World, uh, me and my friend John, we talk about pretty much anything we want. Uh, we do a lot of history. We do some true crime. And, and even the true crime, we do it. We do it from a historical aspect. But we have a good time doing that. We're at, uh, it's at TOTW Pod on almost all the socials and also on YouTube. Yeah, it's a great show. And I am a part of Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray. Ray and I do celebrity interviews. And most of the time, a lot of the times, it's probably celebrities you might not know their name but you definitely will recognize their face and then uh yeah we just talk to them about a lot of stuff that they haven't been talked to about i try to i try to ask them questions that they haven't been asked before yeah you guys have done some great interviews i love it yeah well, i mean we've had anywhere from uh tommy chong to mark singer to Catherine mary stewart There's, those are some of the recent ones but jane badler yeah. jane badler yeah from v We've had, uh, yeah, it's 130, almost 140 episodes in. So uh, come check it out. Deluxe edition with Casey and Ray. And make sure you check out Take on the World. And, uh, yeah, but this show is going, going to be much different than both of those shows. This is a, this is a very serious show. We're going to try to make it a little entertaining, but it's, uh, it's more serious. So, Well, like, even when... Uh... On, on my regular podcast when we do um true crime the, the, the problem is is they, they, like you know the name of the person doing the killing but the, the victims often get overlooked and right. so when we do that on our show i really try to honor the victims and the victims families and, and the first case we're doing uh the victims family is why there's so much information on this particular case so they, i mean that excites me to you know just Get the victim's name out there, and and if if someone's listening and maybe calls the state police and say, "Hey, I remember this from that night," that that'd be awesome. But uh, it's just making people aware that there are so many unsolved cases in Pennsylvania and Eastern Pennsylvania. It, it's they need to they need to be looked at. Yeah, and the reason that we switched the name over to uh, Berks County Unsolved Deluxe Edition is because there's over 100 unsolved murders in Berks County alone. That That's where I grew up. Mike lives in uh, Schuylkill County, 
which is just right up the road. Um, but there's so many unsolved murders in Pennsylvania, over 2,000. Um, so we're expanding to most of Pennsylvania. I think all of Pennsylvania. Right, Mike? Yeah, all of Pennsylvania. And I think uh, there's a couple in, like, northern New Jersey. Uh, we put together a, a pretty good list. And uh, when we put the list together, we thought, like, you know, it's Berks County Unsolved. Let's try to keep to this side of the state for a while because there's, there's plenty there. Yeah. Um, so we picked up, uh, like Lebanon, uh, Schuylkill, Lehigh, Montgomery County, Bucks County. So those are all counties that kind of surround Berks County. And then there's, there's definitely some Berks counties in there and, you know, take a look at them. And unfortunately there's plenty of cases out there to look at. Yeah. And, uh, and if anyone has any suggestions for cases that you'd like us to cover also, uh, email us at deluxe edition pod. And I'll put the I'll put that down in the description. Then I'll set everything up for the Berks County email and all that stuff as well. And uh, this is going to be an audio only podcast for for now. Uh, but if you'd like to see us, if you'd like to see our beautiful faces, come over to patreoncom slash Unsolved. and uh, you can support the show by doing that. And all right, let's. Uh, I think we should get into it. What do you say, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. So this first case is um, more Scranton area. It's uh, Felicia Thomas. And it goes back to February 11th, 2004. Felicia is part of a large family. As she was growing up, she was the oldest of uh, six siblings. And her mom says, hey, you know, when she was growing up, you know, she always took care of her brothers and sisters. You know, was always there to help out with everything. She loved the outdoors. She had a deep affection for animals. People who knew her described her as always laughing and caring, like just like a good person. Uh, She worked at a local convenience store and she walked to and from work every day. A couple of things I just want to add to that. Uh, Felicia was born on January 25th, 1982. She was 5'6", 110 pounds. A single white female with light brown hair, freckles on her face, scars on her arms from dog bites, and she was a cigarette smoker as well. Uh, Definitely, we need to put that information in. So on February 11th, 2004, Felicia returned home from work. It was around 1130, between 1130 and 12 uh, at night. Uh, She was working at the convenience store. At the time, she was living with her boyfriend, Ed yeah, Ed, and she worked at the Pump and Pantry up in uh, wherever this was. It was the, that was the convenience store name was the Pump and Pantry, and she was dropped off by her coworker at eleven thirty p.m. When she got home, Ed was supposedly sleeping on the couch. She came in, they had a conversation, which is detailed a little bit farther down, and then he went back to sleep. Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Kelly uh, details that. She went home and her boyfriend was on the couch sleeping. She woke him up, asked him if he wanted to do anything, if he wanted a beer. He told her there was some outside on his ATV and that's it. He went back to bed and she was never seen by him again. She wasn't reported until the 13th of February, about 41 hours after she was last seen. And Yeah, now I was thinking about this. So like, is that a thing? That's a thing, right? You're not allowed, like, especially she was how old at this time? You're not allowed to report someone. Like, if someone's just, like, not home for a day, like, you have to wait. Like, 19, she was. Yeah, like, the police won't take a report unless you're 
gone for a certain amount of time, right? Uh, it's uh, when you see it in the movies, it's always 48 hours, but I think it just depends on, on the police department, the officer taking the report. I think a lot of them gauge the importance of it. I have never known because I work in law enforcement. I have never known any officer just to blow off and say, oh, they're not missing because it's not 48 hours. They listen to the, you know, what's going on. Okay. She was expected home at this time. Uh, has anybody else seen her? Have you called their friends? Yeah, we called everybody. Nobody's seen or heard from her. Did you try texting her? Did you? And if all those things come back as negative, they'll assume she's missing, and they might not start a full-blown investigation, but someone's going to look into it. Like, okay. Uh, but it's supposed to be 48 hours. And with, with juveniles, it's not 48 hours. So maybe since she was 19... Maybe they treat it like a juvenile case, but right. uh, they did start looking into it pretty quickly after it was reported, even though it wasn't okay. 48 hours. Well, maybe, so maybe did Ed not tell her mother? Like, look, she came home, like, was maybe that was the case. Maybe Ed didn't say anything to the mom until later. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't detail that, but like I said, a lot of this information the mother has gathered from going around and talking to people, you know, we're going to run into this with a lot of the, uh, unsolved is the police don't release much information if it's an active investigation. So even with cold cases, they don't release a whole lot of information because there's details of the crime that they can use to uh, garner a confession or something like that. So, uh, we'll run into this one had this, case itself has a lot of information specifically because the mom and people in the community have put together this her mom put together this book with everybody she's talked to times dates everything and uh to the point where uh, the state police told her leave us alone like let us do our job you're not helping i don't know if those are the exact words but that's what i right. took from from the, the conversation they did they did an exhaustive search for her, but she was never found. There's been leads on the case over the years, but there hasn't been many. Like, not a whole lot of stuff coming out. But they, they, every once in a while, something will pop up that nobody knew. The police investigation looked into where Felicia had been leading up to her disappearance. So, like... It says she went home, woke up her boyfriend, had the conversation, but apparently she left and went to a party. I'm assuming because the information is uh, she was at a party that the night she went missing, uh, seen leaving with Steve Martin and another unidentified male. Now, Steve Martin was a person of interest in the June 2001 disappearance of Felicia's friend, 18 year old Jennifer Barzlowski. So, just kind of doing a little Johnny jump ahead. The police are going on the theory and the family is too, that her disappearance is connected to her investigating or trying to find her friend, Jennifer. Right. Uh, so like everything from here on, you know, keep that in mind that like she was talking to people and trying to get information, going places and, and, and checking to see if there's a body there or whatever. Like she, she they said she was really, like she really wanted to find her friend 
at least find out what happened to her for her parents. So Steve Martin was interviewed by the police. He claimed to have called Felicia's home that night, uh, the night she disappeared, and spoke to Ed, who said he was sleeping. So now I've been woken up by the phone, picked up the phone and said, why are you calling me at 2 a.m.? And, uh, you know, put it down and gone right back to sleep. So uh, I'm not saying he's not being truthful. I'm just saying that the, the police are looking at that as, as, okay, you said you were sleeping, but you did have this conversation, but you didn't bring it up to us in the initial interview. Right. And do we, we don't know what time that was either. Was it before, was it before she got home at 1130 or after? There was no time listed on the phone call. And I would assume that's one of the details that the police will keep secret. Right. Until, until they, they have a suspect in a room and, and hit him up with it. Felicia's mother, Pauline Bailey, believes her daughter may have discovered the truth about Jennifer's disappearance and paid for that information with her life. Uh, like I said, she, she was really like she, relentless about looking for this. So now this gets a little hinky because uh, around the same time up there, there was a serial killer active. And I think uh, this guy was in jail by the time she disappeared, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. So, and I, I remember this case, Hugo Zelensky. Yeah, this is crazy. I, did, I had never heard of this before, before you sent me all this information. This is nuts. So he was, a, he was okay, Ed and Steve were friends with Hugo Zelensky. Uh, and he would, Hugo was later convicted of a double, double homicide, but they think he has a lot more bodies than that. They could only get him on two because, uh, information coming up, uh, a search of Zelensky's property revealed up to 12 bodies. Uh, however, Jennifer's remains are not found among them. Uh, the victims of the bodies were burned so badly. The police couldn't even say how many they were like, they could not identify but two, the Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Kelly made this comment. Some of them were in a burn pit where the bodies were burned to almost a powder. Zelensky was in jail and he was convicted in 2015. So, oh, he was in jail uh, for a long time when this happened. Yeah, nine years. 2000. Oh, this happened in this happened in 2004. Right. And Zelensky wasn't put in jail until he wasn't convicted in 2000 until 2011 oh, years later. Yeah. I thought down here it said that he was in jail at the time. No, it said that the very next line. He was already locked behind bars when Felicia Thompson went missing. And I think her friend went missing. Well, then they must have put him away before they convicted him then because I just read an article he was convicted in 2015. Oh, okay, yeah, because it, it could take 10 years for a, a, a double homicide trial. Sure. You know, depending on how much the, everybody tries to push it off. So he was behind bars. Okay. The search for Felicia was hampered because it was it was full-blown summer in Pennsylvania. And if you've ever been to Pennsylvania and you've driven along the, the turnpike, all you see is trees. And some of those some of the forests are pretty thick. Uh, everything was in full bloom. There's a heavy canopy, so looking from the sky was almost impossible. There's swamplands and muddy creeks in the area where this happened. So it was a hard search. Hundreds of people came out to search, though. Some were on horseback, some were on ATVs. It seemed like everybody up there was trying to help find her. The official search was called off after two months. Felicia's family kept going out and looking for her periodically. 
how long when someone is missing does a search usually that seems like a long time two months but well that's officially when they say we're not going to look anymore they might not have been out every day looking i'm sure i honestly i don't know they probably put together search parties like maybe once a week and, and they would check a different section of 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 the land like but the area is so big it's just like okay you think she's walking home on this street but if she takes another street you know that could put her in a whole different area for suspects and for uh crime scene and and uh, body dump and it's just ridiculous like it's just a hard task because uh later on as long as they've looked for her friend they eventually found a skull but it was found by accident yeah so there, there's some they wit- weren't looking those people who found that they weren't looking for that no no there was witness accounts from the party now i'm going to preface this by saying this is most of this information is information that the family gathered the state police i don't know if they believe all this information if i know they have it but i don't know if they believe it or if they just discounted it if it was investigated thoroughly or if like you said because it is an active investigation maybe they just just aren't releasing they're just saying there's a whole lot of i can't confirm or deny right there's a whole lot of that and i get that i understand that but you know after a certain period of time you know sometimes a, a little drop of information can trigger someone's memory or you know give a fresh eyes on the case or even uh fresh media scrutiny you know yeah. if the pennsylvania state police came out and say, oh, we're, we're working on this cold case and this bit of information hasn't been released yet this is the first time it's being released do a press release and so say, oh you know what i remember that yeah. i would think i don't know yeah I'm maybe not- like somebody maybe somebody at the party that was like <laughs> on drugs at the time didn't yeah. want to didn't want to talk to the police or whatever maybe now all these years later they're like you know maybe i should say something about that well the state police did at one point make a statement saying that some of this information they discounted because people were high people were drunk and it's not reliable information so family members receive information from people who claim to have been at the party some who were at the party said that they witnessed Felicia being taken into a bedroom by Steve and another man to smoke. After they went in, they started hearing screams. One of them claimed that one of the men also had a camera. This Judy is uh, Felicia's mom's friend. So Judy says several witnesses said uh, Felicia's boyfriend, Ed, was also at the party and in the bedroom. Despite his telling the police that he went back to bed after Felicia left, left the house. So... That's the second time that someone said that he wasn't sleeping. Yeah, Judy said, they told him to take a walk, and he did take a walk. He left her there to die because he left while she was screaming, and he couldn't take it. Yeah, so apparently whatever's going on in the room, he couldn't stomach it and, and walked out. From witness accounts, I'm, I'm not accusing him of anything. This is allegedly. Yeah. Yeah, but and, if, like, going back to, they're, they're saying that Ed was... Uh, he was friends with the guy, right? Yes. That, that possibly killed the other guy, right? Yes. Uh, so he was friends with uh Steve and Hugo. Yeah, right. 
according to Judy, the stories were dismissed because the, they, the people telling the stories are suspected of being under the influence of drugs and alcohol at the time. Uh, another rumor, and this this one was this this the first time it, it, it's not mentioned much after in any of the, the research I did. Another rumor was that there were snuff films being made at the time, and this was part of that. But there's no really? evidence for that. No evidence. No, none of that was ever found, or not that the state police would confirm in any way. Right. Of course, um, investigation. Yeah, that's uh, we missed a little thing here. Judy's uh, Judy also said she she said that when they opened the door, Felicia was wrapped in a blanket and they took her and buried her. Police will not confirm that story, but all, another witness allegedly told Judy several guests actually saw Felicia's body in the room. Wow. Yeah, but like you like you said, you know that area like i've 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 been to that area i know there's a lot of matthews up there like oh yeah people are people are fucked up so you know who knows so uh steve martin was arrested and jailed on unrelated vehicular homicide conviction and in august 2005 steve martin hung himself in his jail cell so he's out of the picture and he's like the main suspect for this i think Ed was never charged in any with any connection to Felicia's case. However, they do keep coming back to him and questioning him. Yeah, where is, where's he? He's still around, right, Ed? Yes, I actually thought about pulling. I I, I, pull, I found his picture. I thought about pulling it, but I'm, I'm like, he's not a sus. Well, he's not listed as an active suspect because it's a closed. It's a cold case, uh, so I didn't want to do that. Like, sure. I'm not trying to ruin nobody's life here. I just want justice for the victims okay so jennifer her remains uh were found in april 2010 by accident two teenagers were out riding atvs in a ravine in the woods and they found something and i'm like oh it looks like a skull and when the forensics came back on it it was it was a human skull dental and dna records confirmed it was jennifer's skull uh yeah and and this was in Hunluck Township, Pennsylvania, which was very close to that Steve Martin's house. Yes. Yeah, it was, like, I think less than a mile. Yeah. Felicia's remains have never been found, and her family believes that she was murdered by more than one person. I don't know on what basis, but that's their belief. Felicia reportedly had direct connection with Selinsky through her living boyfriend, Ed, who allegedly took Felicia to parties where Selinsky was among the guests yeah i saw a picture of that guy like he he looked like a regular normal dude yeah yeah and, and they're they're thinking with him there's that i mean there was at least 12 bodies buried on his property and they're thinking his real body count is higher than that yeah so so F felicia had actually partied with Zelensky allegedly more than once now, just being at the party with someone doesn't do anything, but if Selinsky, and I, I think they felt Selinsky had uh, co-defendants too, but that were never charged. So if if they carried on what he was doing, you know, she very well, they could have thought she was getting close or something, and that connection they had there could be one of the reasons why they went after her. Now, Felicia's mother expressed issues with the police, stating difficulties in obtaining information and collaboration. 
Well, if I was in her situation, I would be pissed. But I, standing from the outside looking in, I understand it for the same reasons we stated before. You know, this is an ongoing investigation, and you, you can't release too much. But as a parent, I would want as many answers as I could get. Yeah. But why it says uh, Felicia's mother expressed issues, expressed a desire to share information with the state police, but claimed to face resistance and actual threats. I, yeah, I can't they, see that. Like, what would why would I can't see the state police threatening someone? They Well, I don't think it was physical threats. I think it was, hey, if you don't let us do our investigation, if you don't stop bothering us, you're going to get end up getting jailed with uh, interfering with the police investigation or, or something like that. I, I don't know gotcha. exactly. But right. that's her claim. And uh, she may have taken something they said as a threat. You know, when, when you're in an emotional state like that, as I would be. Yeah. I mean, if someone said something slightly the wrong way to me, if one of my kids was was missing, I I, I would probably snap and feel like right. they were being insulting about it, whatever. Yeah, Felicia's mom said, I pray every single night that we can come together with the state police and sit down and share some information to put our notes together. Every time I ask, I get screamed at and told it's an open investigation and threatened I would be arrested for interfering with an investigation by asking questions. Yeah, there you go. Felicia's mother and her friend Judy Fisher had compiled a thick, not, not one, but several case books of hundreds of tips, leads, newspaper articles on Felicia's disappearance. Pauline said she won't stop until she learns what happened to her daughter. And and I, I feel for, her, and I wouldn't stop either. Like I, I just would not. So it's an ongoing investigation. Authorities say the case remains open. According to the Pennsylvania state police, they had identified a possible suspect, but as of the latest information, no concrete leads have emerged and no arrest has been made. Yeah, so I have uh, I have a little more information that I that I did uncover here, and uh, you know it's not I don't know if it ties into this case, but it's what the her parents or her mother is uh, praying for, I guess. Um, this is an article from exactly one year ago, well, uh, January thirtieth of twenty twenty three from sweet valley luzerne state police activity at simon automotive there was heavy equipment digging behind the garage on the property the state police will only say that it's an ongoing criminal investigation wyoming county district attorney joe peters told uh i team i team one where i got this article from um so the owner of that property John Simon, or the one-time owner of that property, John Simon, and his girlfriend were convicted on charges in connection with the 2003 homicide of a Wilkes-Barre man, and he was convicted of robbery and inflicting serious bodily injury. Uh, and the victim was found in a wooded area on state game lands in that area, Wyoming County. According to court documents, he was paroled in 2019. Like this dude, man he's got a fucking background as well man i was looking into this guy like they robbed this dude taped his hands behind behind his back together took him down in the basement where they struck him in the head with a tire iron the dude continued to scream so they went back into the basement and bludgeoned him, bludgeoned him several t more times with the tire iron uh he had a hole in his skull that was three and a half inches long and two inches wide said Trooper i remember Michael this Goulet. so like I, I guess her, 
since since they found that them digging in this area that they were hoping that it was you know tied into it but as far as i found nothing was ever found on that property and uh that dude the john simon dude is still out just uh he's out i don't think they had ever found anything but it was it was something that you know her parents or her mother was hoping that it was tied into and that they were it was you know just you know anything that people anything that they find you know is they're just trying to stay hopeful that one day they know what the hell happened you know yeah yeah it's like i said i feel for the family like i i can't imagine losing one of my kids i, I just couldn't and the fact that there is a lot of information is really thankful to her now yeah and going back to the the to the earlier part her co-worker that was dropped her the co-worker dropped her off at 11.30, and he was questioned. He he or her, I'm not sure if it was a man or a woman, but they were uh, cleared as a suspect very early on in the investigation. So well, that's, that's all I have. All right, so if you have any information on this case at all, go to luzerne.crimewatch.pa, and uh, you can submit a tip on there anonymously. And also just a shout out to some of our sources or some of my sources here, uh, unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com, pahomepage.com, timesleader.com, and wnep.com. And uh, also, like I said, if you want to check us out and support the show, go to patreon.com slash burksunsolved. And uh, check out Take on the World with Mike D. Deluxe Edition with Casey and Ray. And... Uh, we are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find all the other great shows over on deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And like I said, if you have any suggestions for us, uh, tips, recommendations, cases that you'd like us to cover, email us at deluxeeditionpod at gmail.com. Uh, that's the email address for now until I get the Berks County stuff set up. So anything else to add, buddy? Uh, no, I, you know, I was just, I just, this just popped in my mind when, when we said Luzerne County. Now, Luzerne County is in the Poconos, which like a lot of people from New York come down to the Poconos too. So you have a large suspect pool for this in theory, you know, it, it, more than likely it was someone she knew, but you could have someone from New York coming down, someone from our area going up because it's really not that far. It's, it's just. I'm just thinking, you know, suspect-wise, that pool grows because of its position in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, absolutely. But, like, I mean, think about it. She was hanging out with a serial killer. Yeah. Her friend was murdered. She, I mean, if she was a good friend, which it seemed like she was, she was probably digging around more than she should have and paid the price for it. Yeah. So... Uh, and I'll say this a lot. It's, it's sad. It's, this is just a young kid. I mean, yeah. Gone. I hate that. It bothers me. Yep. Yeah. This isn't a, this isn't an easy show to do, but uh, that's why we're doing it. So bring, shed a little light on some of these cases. Well, thanks for having me with you there case. I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. This is going to be a, it's not going to be a fun ride, but gonna be a ride it, it's it's gonna be interesting if nothing else yeah well thanks for joining me buddy and All right. uh, we hope to hear from everybody please email us comments 
questions, concerns, cases, anything. Deluxe edition pod at gmail.com.